Welcome to the Central Florida Buzz with Mike Kara, the podcast for Central Floridians who want to be in the know on what's happening in Orange, Lake, Osceola, and Seminole counties. Sponsored by the Central Florida Home Brewers, the premier craft and homebrew club. Learn to brew beer, kombucha, mead, or make wine. Visit www.cfhb.org. Now, here's your host, Mike Kara. Well, welcome back to our next edition of the Mike Carroll Radio Show, the Central Florida Buzz. As always, probably broadcasting from Ocoee, Florida, as we continue our Christmas editions of our show. Today, my guest is Mr. John Sather from uh, the Central Florida Home Brewers and Brewers Anonymous, some great beer clubs in Central Florida, to tell us about his holiday mead. And, John, it's a pleasure and honor that you could join me today. And first of all, why don't you tell us a little bit about, uh, you know, this holiday mead and uh, how you came up with this? Oh, well, hello, Mike. Um, it's nice to talk about, you know, the Central Florida buzz when we're talking about meads because it comes from the bees, so it's kind of related. Right. <laughs> but, uh, well, <laughs> I was, excuse me, I was thinking about making a, a mead, and I thought, well, you know, back in August, I thought I'd better maybe make something for the holiday season. So I went looking through... Um, you know, my recipes and some of the stuff that I, I can find online. And I found one that was called the uh, Christmas Winter Specialty Spiced Beer. Uh, it's uh, Ken Scram. If you ever read his book about uh, meads, you'd be pretty impressed, really. He's uh, quite the uh, author as far as meads and mead making go. But uh, he came up with a recipe. It was, you know, 20 gallons I used of, um, I mean, not gallons, pounds of uh, um, wildflower honey, uh, and then some ground cinnamon, ground nutmeg, ground dried ginger, and some ground olives, and then one small vanilla bean. So I used all that in my primary, and uh, also rehydrated some lavender. 1118 yeast for uh, my my yeast pitching and then you know put in some oh yeast energizer and some yeast uh, nutrient and uh, let it go you know I actually when I started I always put it in like a little uh, container where you used to catch oil in one of those containers for a car and then put some ice on the bottom of it and uh, put a t-shirt over it so it can kind of wick up and, and swamp there for the first oh, few days, you know, maybe six, seven days, I'll try to cool it down like that in the, in the beginning of the primary fermentation. And then, um, you know, take that off, take the ice off and stuff and just let it go at room temperature. And, and, you know, this time of year, room temperature is about at my house, you know, 70 degrees and, in the uh, summertime, it's about 80, 78, 80, somewhere in there. So I'm always fermenting around those temperatures. And I uh, tried it. You know, I had to transfer it after, oh, six, eight weeks. What did I have? I I, uh, I used, uh, I called it a Fluff Nugget Christmas a- uh, Mead. <laughs> I don't know why. I call it. Oh, Fluff Nugget. It was on one of the, one of the animal shows but uh, that I was watching on TV. 
So, uh, yeah, it had, um, you know, Dave Webb's Orange Blossom, I'm sorry. I had some of that in there. I had some Black Gum Tupelo um, and some wildflowers. So to come up with all that, you know, honey, I had to kind of combo a couple of different honeys for that. And then, uh, you know, I pretty much added baking soda once I was doing that to, you know, in the beginning to adjust the pH to about 5.3. And after the fermentation, I added um, some acid blend to um, smooth out the, you know, the high, the, the grape skinny kind of drying on the cheek uh, bits that you get sometimes. And then after that, I transferred it off the leads, you know, and then added a little more acid blend and um, transferred the uh, vanilla bean and uh, added some medium toasted European oak cubes to it. And that always helps, you know, I always say mead and oak, you know, are like a marriage. If, if really, it's almost if you don't use oak with your mead, you're, uh, you know, you're, you could, you're, you're limiting your potential with your meads. And uh, so after that, I potassium sobated it about what time? Oh, this started on August 2nd of 2020. And by the time I had transferred, it was uh, October 3rd. And, you know, by the time I added potassium sobate, it was November 18th. And uh, back sweetened with some Tupelo honey. So this has got it all, doesn't it? It's got orange blossom, uh, black gum tree Tupelo, uh, a different Tupelo from, I always get it out in, what is it, Cottondale, Florida. I go a little west of Tallahassee to pick up my Tupelo honey because I know it's real there. And um, my my mother-in-law and my brother-in-law live up in Tallahassee so it isn't like I'm going there just for the honey but once I'm there I go get it and um, then I tasted it uh, I thought it was missing some of the the you know holiday cheer that I had tasted earlier so I added a little bit more clove cinnamon and um, nutmeg to it and it's finished now I well actually I bought I don't know how long ago I'd say about eight days ago, I added some uh, super clear. I like to use super clear. It takes it a little while to clear the meads out, but if if you don't use some sort of a thinning agent, in my opinion, besides cold crashing, and that doesn't get it all out, uh, you end up with some accumulation at the bottom of, of the bottle after time you know, if you let them age for a while. So I try to eliminate that accumulation at the bottom of the bottle by by uh, using the super clear to clear the mead a good, I don't know, 10 to 14 days before I bottle. And that's kind of my process. I'm It needs to be bottled now. It's just sitting there, and the, the airlock is, you know, evened out. So it, that uh, that yeast I use is very aggressive it seems like if it goes above 74 degrees it kicks back in for a little while but it's not aggressive at all it's just the you know with using potassium sobate all that does is really uh, sterilize the adult yeast that are in there and they stay it doesn't kill them 
So if you do back sweeten, you can let it let the adult yeast eat up again some of that that raw you know honey that's been added back in, and uh, it helps to give it the complexity and the character of uh, not being you know just a fresh bunch of honey dumped into a mead. So in a in a nutshell, that's kind of what I do, and. Uh, with adding these spices, you know, it's a methogen now. It's not really a, you know, a, uh, it's a semi-sweet method, maybe sweet, depending on, I haven't really tasted it again after I added the other spices and stuff, but um, that's about what it is. It's a semi-sweet spiced mead that hopefully I can pour around Christmas time. Oh, so for you, John, then you like to serve this at, uh, well, maybe this year's different, but Christmas parties or, or gatherings or? Yes. I, I um, Just to throw something out there, uh, at the other club I'm in, we did the 24 days of Christmas where each brewer brewed a, a beer back in, you know, October, November for the first 24 days of December. And we each will open a beer um, each day, new day that somebody else has brewed. And they didn't, there was no stipulation on what kind or what style. You just brewed what you wanted to and you added it. You basically gave up a case, 24 bottles of beer, 12-ounce beer bottles to um, to the others who decided to get in. So, you know, they all got to uh, add their beers and get we get feedback off the uh, Facebook page, events page, and then, uh, you know, I, I was really an alternate. I got in late. I, I don't know if I want to do that. I, mean, I guess, you know. And then later I thought, wow, that's really a good idea. So I decided to get in, and it was too late, so I was an alternate. And I said, well, let me just hang around and see if I'm there. And, uh, sure enough, one of the, one of the beers – uh, or the brewers couldn't quite deliver the case of beer, so mine got put in. Um, my and I, it, mine was mead. I'm the only one that added a case of mead <laughs> to it, and um, everyone uh, seems to think that it was very good. So that's kind of my little story about that. Oh, great! Uh, so for someone who wants, but it's not just holiday mead that I made here. Th- that other was a different mead. Right, so so you make a lot of uh, different meads then during the year, then, huh? Yeah, I, uh, you know, going over to I get my my stuff from Webb's Honey over there at you know the f- honey farm or barn uh, uh, five twenty, and uh, you know he used to bring it to our club meetings when we were meeting at Rossi's, but um, you know he stopped doing that a few years ago, but. Uh, so I go out there and get it, and he gives a, he gives homebrewers a, a decent price on it. So if you anybody out there is wanting to, you know, get started uh, with with that, if they want to get the, uh, you know, the honey, you know, what they call it, straight from the farm or the barn, it's out yeah. there. Okay, John, you know what? That sounds great. What we are going to do is we are going to take a quick break, and we will be back. My guest today is John Sather, as he is talking about his holiday mead. You are listening to the Mike Care Radio program, What's Up a uh, you're listening to the Mike Kara Radio Show, the Central Florida Buzz, as always, probably broadcasting from Ocoee, Florida, USA, planet Earth. And please stay with us for our next segment of this edition of our program today. 
Well, welcome back to our next segment of this edition of the Mike Care Radio Show. The Central Florida Buzz is always probably broadcasting from Ocoee, Florida, USA, planet Earth. My guest today is Mr. John Sather, and uh, he is uh, a great brewer and mean maker. And today we are having our special holiday editions of our show. And we are so blessed and honored to have John Sather here to talk about his holiday mean and means and all that great stuff and to make the holidays a little warmer and maybe more ways than one warm your heart and warm your whole soul with uh, a lot of great tasting meat again my guest is john sailor and john pleasure and honor you could join me today thanks so much we truly do appreciate it so uh so that's what you usually always use john is webs honey huh i i usually i try to use Unfiltered, pure local honey. Yes, I. Uh, it's one of my, what I think is one of my tri- my secrets of how my meads turn out. You know, pretty good usually, um, because it's just it's not you know store bought from one of the you know membership stores where you can get about the same amount of honey for the price, except it's from Argentina or Brazil or you know Canada. Who knows where it's from? But it's. Um, it's not local, and I I like to uh, support local business, you know, local breweries, all, all the local stuff if I can. And one thing uh, we want to let our audience know, John, is I'm sure you know that honey doesn't expire, so you could use old honey then in this mead, huh? Yes. Um, to, to elaborate on that. You know, um, certain honeys will crystallize, or sh- you know, some people call it sugarize, or in, in the in the jar uh, over time. And all you really need to do is heat it back up to get it to turn back into liquid instead of staying at that sugar uh, state. You know, but um, yeah, the Tupelo honey does not crystallize in the in the bottle or in the jar, the jug, whatever. So, you know, when you, when you know, you know, you have Tupelo honey when you don't see any crystallization at the bottom of the, of the glass or the jar that you have it in. And, uh, you know, that, that's good to know because, or to let you know, because, you know, sometimes you get this stuff and it, and it crystallizes or so fast you can't even pour it out, you know. But um, if you heat it up, I usually use a microwave. I just, you know, I, uh, and, and hit it with, you know, little, you know, I don't know, 20 second jaunts until it's kind of uh, turned back into a liquid again. So for you, John, the spices are key. And I mean, you have a certain amount of spices that you use, or do you experiment with other spices? Well, the spice amounts for this particular one. Uh, and you know, I put them in like a little, uh, Muslim bag or something. I don't just throw them in there cause then them bits would be all over and it'd be real hard to filter it, you know, what to transfer. Um, I, uh, I, I, my cinnamon was, uh, one, one quarter teaspoon. My clove was one eighth teaspoon and my ginger was one sixteenth teaspoon, you know, one vanilla bean and, uh, the nutmeg was one quarter teaspoon. So it, there's not a lot to go. This is a five gallon, you know, batch. So that's not a lot of spices going in there. You know, that's my primary side. And then on the secondary side, I, I went half of what I did there and I did not 
put in any ginger because ginger you can really overwhelm real quick with you know right uh yeah so you, you gotta watch the the ginger huh yeah ginger can dominate you know desecrate almost sometimes it depends if you like ginger but um i i got a meat i brewed back five six years ago that i put ginger in and it's still just right up front you know it's just um it was i think basil and ginger and it's still uh i might bring you one and let you try it and see what you think but i think the ginger's right up front with it Oh, so I mean, when you make this uh, mead, how far in advance do you need to make this holiday mead to have it ready by Christmas? Well, this one was August, you know, so I, I would recommend, you know, beginning of August. This is August 2nd. I, I started this. Uh, I did my little bits, transfers, and this and that through. Um, um, it had to really ferment through most of uh, the rest of August and September, but in uh, July, I mean, in October and November is when I did my transfers, my uh, adjusting with, you know, um, potassium sobate and, and uh, the adding the honey back and, and the clearing agent, you know, the um, an acid blend, I added that in. So, yeah, it, you know, you got if you want a Christmas mead, you better start, and this is a pretty fast one, you know, so you figure August, September, October, November, December, it's a four-month turnaround, but it's drinkable, I'm telling you. <laughs> uh, I'll drink it, and I'm my own worst critic sometimes when it comes to this mead, you know, because, man, ooh, that tastes like Listerine, or, ooh, that's cough syrup, you know, how'd the NyQuil get in there? You know, those kind of things were, but uh, this one, uh, I'm, I'm pretty, pretty happy with it. Oh, so that could happen, John, that, uh, you know, it could taste not quite right if you add uh, too much of a certain ingredient then, huh? Yes, and it can taste not quite right once it's done fermenting, you know what I mean? Uh, depending on your cleanliness and your sanitation and stuff like that, and, you know, nobody wants to throw away expensive, you know, honey meat, honey wine, so you... you Sometimes have to. It's not that I'm saying there's an infection in it. I'm just saying that uh, you have to um, add, you know, add some sweetness or add some some um, tannins, you know, like the oak or something. You need to add certain things to to balance it out to get the uh, the multiple layers of, of character and, and flavor that you know you're looking for in a, in a mead. Oh, so uh, there, there's, you know, there's certain uh, requirements or certain things that you, you, you need to, to put in to make sure it's the, the best mead, huh? Well, yeah, preferably, uh, you know, you're, you're doing it right, basically by, you know, mixing the honey in. I, I usually put in my, lately I bought this little, like, paint spinner thing, so I can put, like, a gallon of water, filtered water, of course, you know, very slow running water through a, a carbon filter, uh, put a gallon of that in the carboy, then I can dump in my, my honey and then, you know, dump in, you know, spin my, spin it a little bit with my electric drill and then, uh, dump in another gallon, spin it up, another gallon, spin it up until I got five gallons in there and I got it mixed real well. Cause sometimes Honey, honey, you know, it stays kind of thick, you know, and it doesn't want to um, 
you know, combined with the water unless you really, really have to stir it, you know. So if you, depending on how you do it, sometimes you can dump it into a pan and stir it with a spoon. That's what I used to do over over time. But now I, I just got, I found an easier way to, to, to um, mix it without having my arm get tired, you know. <laughs> So, John, we, we talked about, you know, serving this uh, meat. I mean, can you send this, like, to relatives? I mean, are you allowed to ma- mail meat? Or? Not through the Postal Service, no, sir. Um, but through some of the other, you know, uh, old package delivery people, you can pack it up and, and let, you know, get it secure, you know, bubble-wrapped and, and in a in a put it in a bag and seal that in case it does break that it doesn't spill out into the rest of the package and, and um, you can ship it around yeah if you want to you, most of the time you have to label it as something like oh uh, yeast samples or uh, you know something simplistic because um, you know the, the the package delivery people are, are pretty rough with them so you want to be you want to make sure that you uh package it quite tight you know <laughs> and one thing i was wondering uh john you know we're talking about you know what, what to put mead in i mean is it something like you you just keep it in uh glass or plastic or oak barrels or i mean is there different ways you could store it yes uh again if you want if you want to do any of those i always keep mine it's very convenient for grosh bottles you know with a swing top or or the you know beer bottles for uh, crown caps that's how i keep mine most of the time um i i like grosh bottles because you can kind of pop the lid drink a couple three four ounces and put the lid back on stick it back in the refrigerator and it's still good especially because it's uh, my meads are almost all still meads. You know, there's uh, different levels of, of bubbles in the mead. You know, you got still, which is no bubbles or very few. And then there's pelagent, which are a few bubbles uh, more. And then there's sparkling that is like champagne, you know, where there's just all sorts of bubbles. Like maybe the first time when you open a beer up, you see all them bubbles in there. Um, I don't ever really back, uh, um, try to try to bottle condition my meads. I did that once and I was lucky I had those German bottles, uh, whatever they were, the, you know, 16.8 ounce ones or something, because <laughs> when I, when I figured out that it had kicked the, you know, the yeast had kicked back in, I had to take these bottles out of my front yard. And when I opened them, I literally, uh, seven eighths of the liquid blasted out of the bottle up into the tree, about 30 feet. <laughs> You know, so uh, I was pretty much, you know, soaked in mead, and uh, I was just wanting to get rid of them before they turned into pretty bad bottle bombs, you know. So I don't recommend bottle uh, conditioning mead much. If you really want to get it, you know, pelagent or sparkling, I would recommend you put it in a keg, you know, cool it down and use the CO2 over you know, eight days or so to get it to be bubbly. Otherwise, it's a little dangerous trying to uh, bottle condition mead. 
Okay, John, you know what? That sounds great. What we are going to do is we are going to take a quick break, and we will be back. My guest today is John Stather from uh, the Central Florida Home Brewers and Brewers Anonymous, some great uh, clubs in the uh, uh, beer clubs and, and, and home brewing clubs in the Central Florida area. And John Stather is uh, today talking about his great holiday mean, and uh, we're so blessed and honored that he could share some secrets, share some uh, uh, you know, share some tips and tricks with, with this. So thanks so much, John. You are listening to the Mike Kara Radio Show, the Central Florida Buzz, as always, probably broadcasting from Ocoee, Florida, USA, planet Earth. And please stay with us for our very last segment of this edition of our program today. Well, welcome back to our very last segment of this edition of the Mike Care Radio Show, the Central Florida Buzz, as always, probably broadcasting from Ocoee, Florida, USA, planet Earth. My guest today, as we are continuing our great holiday shows, our Christmas and Hanukkah and Kwanzaa and New Year's, whatever you celebrate, we wish you a happy holidays. And we want to uh, continue all that great tradition with John Sather, who is uh, from uh, the Central Florida Home Brewers and Brewers anonymous some great home brewing clubs in central florida and he is here today and we also want to point out that he has been here many a time and we we're blessed every time to talk about his holiday mead and who doesn't like holiday mead again one thing you want to do is if you're going to make this that that's the kind of thing with this uh, we were not going to we don't do holiday shows in august but you, you needed to have made this that in August to have it ready now. So what I would suggest is go to your Google calendar in, in August and just pick a day like the second, third and say, going to make this mead. And then you'll be all set for Christmas and new years too, because yeah, right now you need, uh, if you make it now, I'm not sure when it'll be ready, probably by August, but uh, we're so blessed and honored that John could be here. So thanks to John Sather, and thanks to each and every one of our radio listeners who who are listening to this podcast today. Uh, Thank you so much for sharing my love and passion for what I do, which is bringing you uh, John's love and passion for what he, he does, which is brewing beer and making mead. Yummy, yummy, yum, yum. And if you've got an idea, you know, Right now, we, we, you know, Christmas is rolling along, but if you've got an idea for this Christmas, next Christmas, whatever it might be, we're looking for, you know, guests, we're looking for ideas. You know, you've seen, you've kind of heard what the show's all about. You can go to MikeCara.com and uh, give me a call, send me a, an email and tell me what you think would be a good guest suggestion. So again, my guest is John Sather. And thanks so much, John, for being here to tell us all about your holiday meet. And one thing I wanted to ask you, John, you know, we're talking about making mead, but in Central Florida, do they have any meaderies we could try some pre-made mead? Well, um, there's up in Deland, there is a, a mead. Uh, can't remember the name right now, but there's a place that does sell meads and make meads. And over in Ybor City, uh, Cigar City has a mead bar over there, too, that you could, you know, get them. But here in Orlando, unless you find a, a particular, you know, bar, basically, that pours meads, like maybe, I don't know, maybe Red Light, Red Light or somewhere would might have a mead. They have a lot of the Belgium kind of uh, off, you know, hard-to-find beers there, and they probably have a mead there. 
but most of the time meads are uh, expensive you know the, you you order a you know a six ounce mead and at a bar somewhere you're probably going to pay a good 15 or more dollars for it you know so for you john then that you could make it a lot cheaper than that then oh yeah heck yeah you know for uh for uh i mean i probably start out about five gallons and i might end up with anywhere four and three quarter four and a half depending on how many times i transfer to try to clear my meads um and you know that's maybe you know well, you know, depending on the on the honey I use, I could say, you know, if I use Tupelo, it's going to be, you know, a good $150 if I go straight Tupelo all the way through. But I don't like to do that because I don't want the yeast to eat that Tupelo honey. I want that Tupelo honey. So I usually try to use a less expensive primary honey, you know, like wildflower or, or, or clover or something like that to where... The yeast can have all they want of that honey, and then once I, I you know, basically uh, sterilize the adult yeast and back sweeten, I want to use an orange blossom or a tupelo or, or you know, some sort of a, a what I would consider a premium, uh, you know, flavor and aroma honey, the, so that you know us humans can enjoy that instead of them yeast and their little, uh, you know, world of. of uh, down in the liquid oh great so for you uh john is there a, a new me that you'll be working on or is there so, so, a new year's me there um i just actually uh made or started another meet about a week ago but it won't be ready it won't be new year's you know that's the thing if you wanted a new year's meet you probably should have started that in August also, you know, Christmas, New Year's. Uh, this one is going to be more like, uh, you know, maybe, maybe uh, uh, Valentine's Day meet or something like that. You know, see if I can, you know, I, I don't really experiment a lot. I don't throw like marshmallows and, and, and you know, Oreo cookies and stuff into my meads. I, I try to keep them pretty much, you know, you know, mead instead of, um, you know, like with, with here, you know, the right high school of what, 1585 or something. It's like water, yeast, malt, and hops, you know, just four. And, you know, Americans now have just thrown, you know, moss and Oreos and God knows what into the mashes now to, uh, peanut butter, you know, I mean, to, so that's all against the rules of brewing, you know, for the German purity laws. And there's really no mead purity laws that I know of, except I try to keep mine, you know, pretty much uh, with, you know, with a, not throwing in some sort of a, you know, Christmas, I mean, a, a kitchen sink, uh, you know, ingredient that, that you just wouldn't think would be in a mead. Oh, so, yeah, that's, uh, that's a great uh John, so yeah, we 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 hope that uh, you know the new year will be uh, be great. So I mean, do you have any plans of uh, uh, brewing any beer or any mead in the new year? Yeah, yeah, I actually have, I'm planning on brewing with uh, what Matt Hunksford, uh, Frank Ferber, and uh, Chris Ahern. 
uh, I think Chris, we're going to do in the next week or two, we'll do a 10 gallon, uh, red. He wants to do a hoppy red. So it's probably not going to be to the BJCP style guideline. So he's not going to enter none of that in competition, but, uh, we'll do that. And, uh, I'll brew with these guys and we'll see what we want to do. We don't exactly know yet. Oh, okay, uh, John. Well, we will wish you the the best and happy holidays. And any final thoughts or anything else you'd like to mention here? Um, well, I'm 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 thanking you for doing your show. Uh, I don't know where it goes or who it goes to. I mean, I know it goes out on the internet somewhere, but uh, I. Uh, I always appreciate being interviewed by you. I know you interview a lot of people, <laughs> you know, interesting people. And um, you do a good job at it. I might want to add there that, you know, you're an awesome interviewer. Oh, well, well, thank you, uh, John. You know, I, I, I appreciate that. And, uh, you know, hope, hopefully in the next uh, year, uh, you know, we can get back to these uh, beer beer clubs. Although one of the clubs you're at is, is still still a meeting. So I guess it just depends. On... <laughs> yeah, it depends on the, on the members. And, you know, hopefully we'll all get a vaccine coming up here, you know, to where we uh, aren't so... Uh, you know, afraid to get out next to somebody, but, um, uh, yeah, tomorrow night they're meeting because, you know, we're getting the Christmas beer and, uh, and a, like a little sifter glass so that we don't keep using the, the, uh, establishment we're at, you know, to you to sip our, our, uh, home brews that we like to share. And, uh, I, I don't know. I, uh, I guess that's it. Okay, uh, John. Uh, well, yeah, g- g- great. Uh, so my guest has been John Sather, and you've been listening to the Mike Care Radio uh, show, the Central Florida Buzz, and please catch us again next time. You've been listening to the Central Florida Buzz with Mike Kara, the podcast for Central Floridians who want to be in the know what's happening in Orange Lake, Osceola, and Seminole Counties. Sponsored by the Central Florida Home Brewers, the premier craft and homebrew club. Learn to brew beer, kombucha, mead, and make wine by visiting www.cfhb.org. Thanks for being with us. We'll see you back here next week. <laughs>